Hi, welcome back to Tell Me About Your Job, the show where we learn the ins and outs of different professions straight from the professionals themselves. If you've ever wondered what different jobs are actually like, then you're in great company. Whether you're looking for a career change or just figuring out a college major, then this is the show for you. Hi, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Josh Nasser, and I'm joined today by Jeff Barnes, a manufacturing excellence engineer for International Paper out of Pensacola, Florida. Jeff, how are you doing tonight? I'm good, man. How about you? I'm doing all right. Thanks for coming on the show. I'm excited, man. It's the first time I've, I've been on a podcast, so I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, here's hoping it goes well. Right on. So we're just going to jump right into it. Um, tell me about your job, Jeff. All right. So I am a manufacturing excellence engineer and my job in a nutshell is to take our existing processes and make them more efficient, figure out some way to make our cost of operation lower. The way we operate is as a cost center. So we really don't pay attention too much for profit. We're going to try to put out as much product as we can, but ultimately we're graded as a, as a mill and as a paper mill as a cost center. But to kind of give you a background of, of what the paper industry is, can I work at a paper mill? We make liner board and fluff pulp taking Southern pine and you take it and you debark it and you chip it up. And then those chips will go into basically a giant pressure cooker that's known, called a digester. And you'll put what, what we call white liquor. Um, you'll mix those chips with white liquor. Uh, which is sodium hydroxide is also known as caustic and sodium sulfide into that pressure cooker. And you'll, you'll heat it up and then you'll take the, what is now considered pulp, no longer wood or chips, it, but it cooks the, the lignin that's inside. It's kind of like the glue that holds a, a tree together and there's wood fibers together. Okay. And you take that and you wash the chemicals from the pulp and the pulp is then sent to the paper machine where it's put out on this wire and then it drains the water from it because you have to mix solids with water to be able to pump it. Mm -hmm. uh, but it drains all that water out and it goes through the paper machine and it dries it. And then it's put on a reel at the end of the machine and then sold to uh, a box plant or a, a, another customer that actually takes it and makes it into a box. The fluff pulp, for example, is taken and, and made into diapers or tissues or hygiene products. Okay. But that's a little bit of, of the paper industry and kind of kind of what we do. So where does your job kind of fit into that whole thing? My job is kind of taking the process that we have that we have. You know, the the paper industry kind of as we know it today uh, was started in the early 1800s. Okay. And so it, obviously you've had paper made since the Egyptians, um, <laughs> but taking it like in the 1800s is kind of like this the formal like paper machine kind of thing. And then in the late 1800s is when they first started using chemical pulping and using chemicals to digest the wood and make pulp. Okay. Um, so obviously this industry has been around for a while. So we've gotten really good at what we do. So all the low hanging fruit and kind of like making things more efficient is kind of already gone. Yeah. Um, so you kind of have to really innovate and figure out how, to, how, do, how do we do things differently and kind of thinking outside of the box to really make things more efficient and be able to reduce our cost of operation. And, and that's really what my job is, is in terms of manufacturing excellence. How do we, man we manufacture paper the best that we can and at the lowest cost that we can. And, and that's really the, the gist of what my job is. Okay. 
I'm learning way more about paper than I ever thought I would. That's right. It's not just just the the white paper that you get off of printer. There's a lot more that goes into it. <laughs> how long have you actually been working in this industry, and how did you get started with it? Yep. So I've been working with, in the industry for two years now. Coming out of college, I went to college at the University of Florida. Graduated with a degree in chemical engineering. But as a student there, I interned with Packaging Corporation of America, uh, which is another paper company. It was my fourth year, like kind of you go to career showcases and you go and try to get all these different companies to kind of take a chance on you, give you, give you a shot and you got to have experience to get experience. (laughs) And, and it was so frustrating, but going into my fourth year of college, I was like, I I, got to have some experience somehow. And I had a paper mill in Valdosta, Georgia that gave me an offer for an internship. And I was like, you know what? Well, let's do it and and we'll see it. But if you had asked me as a kid, if I would ever be in a, working at a paper mill, I'd have told you you're absolutely crazy. <laughs> like we used to travel to my grandparents' house. We'd drive through Perry, Florida, which is a paper mill town, and it smelled so bad. Oh yeah, because like the salt, because we sulfur is a, a part of part of the chemical that we use to digest the wood, and it's one of and one of the emissions that we have is, is sulfur dioxide. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it gives off that kind of like that rotten egg smell. Oh like, yeah, if you had told me. That I'd be working here in high school or like as a kid driving through Perry, Florida, I would have told you you're absolutely crazy. Uh, <laughs> but I kind of got an internship in the industry and fell in love with it. Yeah. Love the industry and love what I do and kind of got to me to where I am now in Pensacola with International Paper. That's really cool. You have the type of job that we really find super cool on this show where it's something that almost nobody knows about or thinks about doing with their life but it's something that can really turn into an awesome career and an awesome life path moving forward. Oh, absolutely. Like if you told me like going into my degree at UF as a chemical engineer that I would be working for a paper mill, I was like, wait, what? Like there's, there's <laughs> chemical engineering and making paper. Like, well, <laughs> what do you mean? You kind of, you think of like oil refineries and specialty chemicals and stuff. And, and that's what you think of as chemical engineering. But being a chemical engineer, I had no inclination that I would be going into the paper industry. So speaking of that, loving your job, what does an average day for you actually look like at the paper mill? Since it's such a, a weird thing in most people's minds. So right now, I'm kind of more of a project engineer. So I take projects that we have in this backlog of projects that we think are going to save us money if we implement them. Mm-hmm. And I'll take those projects and kind of vet them out. Um, kind of calculate kind of like a preliminary savings that we think we can get, whether that be steam savings, chemical savings, fiber savings, anything along those lines, and kind of vet it out, see where, where it's going and kind of defining the project exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. And then talking with operators, seeing how we do things now, and then seeing it's even feasible, and then going in and implementing it itself. As a project engineer, that's kind of what I'm doing now. Could you kind of dive a little deeper maybe into an example of what that looks like? Yeah. So one of my projects is in our recost area, and that's where we're taking kind of like just to kind of give you a circle effect. So it's more than just making paper like at a paper mill. You have this kind of chemical recovery side of the mill, which is kind of where I like to be Mm -hmm. as a chemical engineer. That's kind of like what I studied. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, In terms of kind of the chemicals that we use, we use white liquor to digest the wood. And it doesn't have anything to do with alcohol. <laughs> but, uh, we use white liquor to digest the wood chips and make pulp. And then from there, it turns into black liquor. 
and then black liquor, you evaporate all the water out of it in a recovery boiler and it turns to green liquor. And then green liquor goes to our recost area, which is where the project that I'm at now. And the green liquor is mixed with lime to make white liquor again. But we have certain specs in our recost plant that we have to stick to. And we're trying to maintain this cost-sizing efficiency and making caustic out of the chemicals that we have mm-hmm. um, or like recreating caustic. So we have this cost of sizing efficiency set point that we that we like to hit all the time. But the way things, the strengths of, of the chemicals coming from the recovery area are always changing. And so you always have this natural variation in the process. But then we want to have these like supervisory control that are going to be able to take that variation out so that we can give the digester, like the chemicals that go to the digester to have like this consistent property so we can know that we're getting the best pulp that goes to the paper machine that's going to be able to run as well as possible. Okay. So right now I'm kind of optimizing those supervisory controls with this method that the company's like really kind of trying out and being able to innovate and kind of something that nobody really does right now. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool to be able to be a part of something that's, even though the industry is very old, almost something that's new on the scene. It's almost cool that the industry is so old because you know that everything that you're doing must be a little bit more cutting edge or actually require a little bit more thought and input. Right. Absolutely. What are maybe some of your favorite things to do on the job? What are your favorite things about the job? I think it's interacting with people. Yeah. If you would have told me as going through calculus and, and all of that, like I loved the math side of it where I could just like crunch numbers and like everything was black and white and it's either like you, it's either right or it's wrong. Yeah. And there's, there's nothing else. And I like that about math. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't have to deal with people where you kind of like people have opinions and, and, <laughs> and it, you differ from person to person and based off of personality to personality. And so it was easier just to work with numbers. But yeah. I think getting to the real world um, outside of school, I, I've found that interacting with people is the favorite part about my job. Really? So like, for example, when we go and implement projects, we have to sit down with operators, the people that are running the mill, like, like blue collar America that are on 12 hour shifts and being able to interact with those guys and, and understand they've been there for 30 years. They may not have a bachelor's degree in chemical engineering, but they've been running that thing for 30 years. And so they know how it works. They know what works. They know what doesn't. Uh, so being able to talk to them and and see kind of where we've been in the last say 15 years and kind of like how things have changed and what we used to do back then and what we do now, being able to take that information and then apply it to the project that I'm working on is probably the coolest thing that I get to do. I think a lot of people, when they hear talk about being an engineer, it is more like you said, you know, the black and white, it's the numbers, it's the math, it's the, you know, head down, hard work, focused work. And you don't really think that, you know, when you get out of school, you're actually going to have to interact with people a lot. Absolutely. So it's kind of cool that even coming from that viewpoint, once you actually got out into um, full-time work and you did have to face that, you actually found out you really enjoyed it. I think that is a beacon of hope for people who maybe think they don't like working with people. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's, there's some light at the end of the tunnel. (laughs) It's not, it's not as bad as it, as as it seems. (laughs) Flipping the tables to the other side. What's one of the hardest things that you have to do on your job? I can almost go like complete other side of the coin on that and say working with people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cause like what I was talking about earlier, it's kind of like you have your opinions and, like, and people are creatures of habit. 
as, as humans. And, you know, we like to do what, we, what we've always done. And it's, it's hard to get people to break habits mm-hmm. and convince people to break habits and do things differently. So that, that can be one of the most frustrating parts, but also one of the most rewarding. Cause like when you actually do like, Hey, here are the facts, this is what we're trying to do. And then you just, you're like, Oh, well, well let's see what happens. Let's trial it. Like, and see what, see what is going to happen. And then it works. And you're like, I mean, and then you kind of like see the light that comes up and feels like, Oh, okay. That I see that makes sense. <laughs> like, and so being able to not, not necessarily like convince somebody that you're right. That's not, I mean, that's not the goal. It's kind of like, how, how do we get better day to day? And it's, and it's building relationships with people. But then on, on another side of that, um, kind of like where I'm at in my career right now, I am more of a project engineer, but kind of like one of the reasons why I wanted to stick with the paper industry was because I kind of, I knew I'd be on my feet a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But in the role that I'm in now, as a more of a project engineer, I, I do spend probably 75% of my time behind a desk, yeah. which is not necessarily what I was looking forward to coming out of school. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so that is kind of frustrating. But the next kind of role that I'll go into is more operations focused. It's more making the, the mill run day to day. And mm. kind of you're putting out fires day to day and, and, and we're more working with the operators that are running it. And, and being able to interact with people a lot more, being a, an individual contributor um, and kind of having my own thing. And you're more responsible for the people around you. And I, I think that's what I'm looking forward to as my career progresses. Okay. So you mentioned earlier how you have a bachelor's in chemical engineering. Is that fairly standard for the job that you have now? And would there be any need for you to get some sort of graduate degree also to move forward? See, that is one of the beautiful things about engineering and or being like a process engineer is a bachelor's degree is all you need. All right. And, and it is awesome. Uh, I'm glad when I finished my, well, I guess it was more five years for me, <laughs> my five years of school, like that was it. That's all I have to go do. I could go back and get like an MBA or something mm-hmm. uh, kind of as I work up in the management, but looking at, at some of my managers now and my business unit managers, of the five that we have, I think two of them have MBAs. Okay. So it's it's really not necessary for me to go back to school. But in terms of the job that I'm in now, International Paper really hires chemical engineers, mechanical engineers, and electrical engineers. Mm-hmm. And I do have one buddy that's that's an oddball that's a civil that actually that works that works <laughs> with me. Um, but he he does more mechanical engineering stuff. Okay. So that, it is pretty standard in, in terms of like those three kind of coming in. And, and working at a paper mill, those are the kind of like three engineers that, that you'll typically see. Now, you, you started to touch briefly on it, but what do future job prospects look like for you from where you are now? If you wanted to progress in this industry, what would that look like as a path for you? The way that the paper industry kind of handles things that, that and now being at two different companies, I kind of see the similarities. You're not necessarily an engineer per se. You do have some roles that you that you really do traditional engineering, but we a lot of the traditional engineering, like coming up with projects and actually designing maybe like a tank or a designing a pressure vessel mm-hmm. or something like that, we do contract out. Okay. We'll send that stuff to a consulting firm, an engineering consulting firm that will do that sort of stuff for us. We're really doing more of a process engineering type thing where we have a process and we're kind of trying to make it more efficient. 
Um, so taking the knowledge that we have from school and being able to apply it to something that's already physically there, you're not like doing the design piece of it. Mm -hmm. But as I go forward in my career, I'll have kind of one of two paths and being either a maintenance and reliability engineer or more of a process operations engineer that will go more of a management track. Those are the ways I can go. I'm looking to go more of the operations track where I'll, I'll have more of a hands-on experience with the process. And then I'll go into probably like a first line leader job where I will have my own shift of operators that I will manage and be responsible for and being able and making the mill run day to day. And then going into maybe like an area process manager role where I'm responsible for a certain area of the mill and then on up into kind of like a business unit to where it's like a whole back end of the mill where like the chemical recovery side. Mm. It's more of like a management track that I'm looking to go on. Okay. Thanks for going into that. What are some qualities that you think somebody could look at in themselves and think, hey, I would be well suited for a job as a chemical engineer for a paper company? One of the things that I think of is, is just being innovative and kind of thinking out of the box. Our industry, because it is so old, there's a, there's a lot of things that have already been tried, have already been done, and there's not necessarily a lot of things that are just new under the sun. So being able to apply technologies maybe from other industries and see how that applies to the paper industry and to a paper mill is really critical. So being able to think outside the box and think differently and want to question kind of like, well, why do we do this? Just because it's been done this way for a hundred years doesn't mean that we always have to continue to do it this way. Mm-hmm. And so if you're for someone that kind of like questions how things are done, but I think that's just engineering in general is like a good quality to have. Mm-hmm. Also like the paper industry is kind of one of those industries where most places are out in the middle of nowhere. Because <laughs> um, you think about it, like we're taking pine trees and, or for the most part pine trees and, and make it into a box or making it into fluff balls that goes into diapers. The places that those pine trees are going to be in, it's going to be in rural America. Like you can have <laughs> like the, the outliers of, of like Pensacola where I'm at or Savannah, Georgia. There's some closer to bigger cities, but most of the places are out in the middle of nowhere and not in the middle of the country. So <laughs> it's kind of like if, if you're a country boy and you like to hunt and fish, like, <laughs> A paper mill is a great place to be. Oh, and I, I believe I, it. <laughs> and that is, and that's one of the things that I love about it is because like you are out in the country, so it's, it's good. That's where I can see myself thriving here because I do like to hunt and fish. <laughs> <laughs> well, that kind of leads into a good next question. What is the work-life balance that you are experiencing right now? So right now, uh, work-life balance is is a little bit different than what I expected. In the role that I am now, I have the benefit of not really having a a whole lot of responsibility of how things run. Mm -hmm. I have my projects and I work on my projects. And at the end of the day, that's, that's what I'm responsible for. I can get called in to help troubleshoot something that are going on, that's going on with operations, but we kind of separate operations and manufacturing excellent really well. So we kind of stay out of the whirlwind of things going on day to day so that we can really focus on cost improvement and cost reduction. Okay. So right now it's, it's good, but uh, the operation side of things can be a little heavy on the work side. And it's, but as we focus on like reliability, we kind of, we have a lot of assets that I kind of touched on earlier about how we just have a lot of different processes. So because we have a lot of different processes, we have a lot of pumps, we have a lot of equipment that has to be maintained mm-hmm. and paper mills are old. Um, but as, as we, 
incorporate like kind of best practice reliability, like we can reduce the amount of time that we are, we do have unplanned failures or we can predict the failures that we are going to have and we can plan around those and actually go take care of that system or that pump or that bearing that's going to fail that we know is going to fail and change it out before it does catastrophically fail. And we're out there in the middle of the night fixing everything up to get everything back running again. Mm -hmm. So as we focus more on reliability, our work-life balance will get better. Yeah. Okay. So something that, um, I know a lot of people want to know when they're in college looking to get a job and especially along the engineering track, how much money can you expect to make? So the paper industry is making boxes or making diapers. Our profit margins are pretty low in comparison to, to most industries that you're going to go into as a chemical engineer. My job is to make things as cost effective as possible because our profit margins are low. Yeah. So you're not going to necessarily make as much as somebody going to work for Exxon or, or Chevron, but a lot of paper companies are going to start you out maybe like the $75,000 range and up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then depending on the company is going to be able to give you those raises as you go along. Our company does invest in people a lot and they, that's one of their big priorities. So it's not something that you expect to get a raise every year, but as we invest in people more, that's going to be something that does come with that. Yeah. So it's definitely a field where you're not going to have to worry about where your next meal is coming from or anything like that. So that's great. Right. Now, Jeff, I have um, one more question for you before we kind of wrap this up. If you were speaking to a high school student or a college student who maybe wanted to go into chemical engineering or maybe more specifically work at a mill, what are a couple of things that you would tell them as far as next steps or things to check out to decide if that was really a path for them? A lot of paper mills will do tours to like high school students and to be able to see kind of like what that operation looks like, like what are, what's the environment that I would that I would be in as an engineer kind of working at a paper mill. So that is something that you could always ask and call up your local paper mill and be like, <laughs> and, and, and say like, hey, do you guys do tours and stuff like that? Yeah. In college, it's getting internships and that's always easier said than done, mm-hmm. but getting involved in leadership organizations and professional organizations. And even I played club baseball in college as a part of that club baseball team. I was part of our exec team where I had a leadership position. So just having things like that that are on your resume helps you build your resume because as soon as you come out of high school, like your resume is blank. <laughs> like it, like there's it, what you did in high school no longer matters in college. Yep. And so being able to to get involved and kind of put yourself out there, even if not necessarily something you're comfortable with, you kind of have to do to, to be able to grow personally and be able to do that so that you can go up and talk to a recruiter at a career fair and be like, hey, like this guy's somebody like I'm interested in. He's like, we had a good conversation. And that's always something that's going to be a key point, especially in the paper industry, like where you are working with people so much. Mm-hmm. Being able to just hold a conversation is way more important than being able to crunch numbers. That's super helpful and something I hear over and over again, increasing your soft skills, your people skills, because at the end of the day, people want to work with somebody they can get along with more than they want to work with the smartest person on the planet. Absolutely. Like, and, and when you're focused on making the people around you better is really when you're most successful. Uh, you know, you kind of go through life and kind of going through college, you almost have to focus on yourself. Mm-hmm. And kind of like, how do I make myself look better than the person next to me? Yeah. But when you get into any industry in general, you want to work with somebody that's going to make the people around them better. 
when the people around you succeed, you succeed. Mm. And that is something that's super important when it comes to working in a professional environment in any industry. I think that's so true. Well, Jeff, thanks a lot for coming on the show. I know I learned a lot more about the paper industry than I ever imagined. And that's pretty exciting. It's fun. It's not not where I ever expected myself to be, but I'm glad I'm in the position that I'm in. And I love being able to learn the industry and learn the processes. That's so awesome. That's great to hear. Oh, yeah. Have a good one, Jeff. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks so much for listening to the show today. It would mean so much if you would either share with your friends or leave a review for the show. Every little bit helps us so much. As always, catch you guys later.